right, everybody, welcome to another episode of UX Pathways, and I have the honor to be joined by Jeff Sorrow. Jeff, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing, Mark? Good. Hey, I'm really interested to catch up with you, and I know you do many things, and I would love for you to explain to our audience, what is your current role? My current role is uh, the principal, the, the chief executive officer, if you will, of a UX research and software company here in Denver, Colorado. We have about 30, uh, 30 folks, mostly in Denver, but also uh, across the US. And you've written some books as well. Written a few books, I think six. We got a couple more in the works as well. Yep, on, uh, on quantifying the user experience, customer analytics for dummies, benchmarking the user experience. So Just forth. a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so the question I always get is, so user experience, how did you stumble into this field? Yeah, good question. And um, I've been in the field for over 20 years now. So I think probably like you and like a lot of others that have been into a little while, it wasn't called user experience at the time. And so um, for me, it was some combination of human factors and usability. The field was loosely referred to. My first introduction to it was as an undergrad I um, at Syracuse University, I wanted to produce television. So I went to uh, the Newhouse School at the time. And as part of my admission to um, Syracuse University, they said, oh, we actually think you would also be a good fit for this School of Information, which also kind of housed the Library Science School. And I thought, I don't want to be a librarian. Why am I, why am I going to get into this? So I, but I, I, I sort of had dual enrollment, sort of took both classes into it. Um, had my internships at CNN. I was excited about that. Not so excited about maybe the, the lack of wages I would get by working in television news. But um, at that time, this was the early 90s. My the first class I took um, was about sort of new technology, new concepts. And um, Netscape 1.0 just came out. Uh, Mosaic was out. These are the first web browsers in 1994. And so, uh, you know, at the time, the, the, really the closest metaphor that a lot of people were making about the web was, was to television as a different type of form of medium. And so it was interesting seeing this contrast between traditional broadcasting and information technology. And my advisor at the time who taught the course who went on um, to be my advisor for my undergraduate thesis was my first introduction to this. And he was trained in traditional uh, psychology and information theory and communication. And my undergraduate thesis was a usability test at the then nascent New York Times website. Um, and so we tested um, 80 people we had go through, and we the, the, the nature of the thesis is to understand how designers and users think differently, something that if you've been in the field for a while, you may um, be familiar with. You are not the user, and it's understanding to see how, at the time, the designers thought differently about the users, but I still have pictures of the New York Times website from back in uh, 95, 96, and it was pretty funny because it showed how the medium was still very much mimicking the old mediums, so it was just a picture of the New York Times, like the above the fold of the New York Times web, it looked like the newspaper. And so you would click on it. And it was really interesting because being in both uh, the broadcasting and in IT, you see how this was an early manifestation of the medium because some of the earliest movies were actually just people taking film cameras, going to the playhouse and videotape or filming um, plays, live action plays. And now we know as the medium it evolved, how much that's changed and certainly in the last uh, 30 years, how much uh, the web has changed. So that was my introduction to it at the time in the late 90s, early on. And then um, I got some professional experience after that. So how did you start up your company? Was that just out of 
another sort of uh, experiment that you you ran and you said, hey, I, I should I should do this myself. I should do this. Yeah. So I, 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 I um, first started out in corporate America. So my first job out of undergrad was at uh, General Electric. It was in their um, IT management, information management leadership program up in, in Schenectady, upstate New York, um, where they you get trained at their traditional Cronville campus. And you do these, these multiple modules throughout uh, General Electric businesses. And so I started in the power systems division. And um, so I graduated this degree in IT and, um, and I was sort of learning the, the trade. This was year 2000 problems, which was dominating things. But I was able to start getting exposed to just little parts of interface evaluation. There was very few jobs that were dedicated into it. So you sort of had to find where those were. But part of the, the measurement program at the management program at GE, uh, Six Sigma was a big thing at the time. Jack Welch um, was, was putting a lot of money behind it. And they hired all these statisticians to train up you know, hundreds of thousands of people across all GE businesses. The idea being um, you can't have statisticians run companies because they don't know the specific nature of what's being built, the products. Instead, teach people who knew something about the product and the design statistics and to apply it. So I first was in power and I didn't have much statistics or, 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 or strong research training behind, uh, outside of what we got in our IT program. So this was my first exposure to real applied a systematic statistics and measurement. And I went through it once and it was you know, rather challenging concepts. So I think a lot of people when they take the first statistics uh, class realize like, wow, this is more than just, just yeah. finite math. This is probability theory and everything, but applied. And so it was interesting. I, so I first took that in the power systems division. Then I transferred uh, from upstate New York to Chicago into their medical systems divisions. And I just so happened to have to go back onto the training program through Six Sigma again. So I got it twice. And I thought, what a waste of my time. But it turned out it was it was one of the best things because I really started to understand the concepts, how to apply them, having getting getting the training. This was weeks of training that they took you out and took it. And so I thought, wow, this is great. And I was already doing uh, usability testing. So at the time, it was heavily a qualitative approach. So, you know, I did a lot of quantitative methods with what I did as, as my undergraduate thesis. But I was finding that a lot was done in industry for what little work I was getting, very qualitative. The field had kind of branched into just you know quick observation. Jacob Nielsen's early um, work at the time and his alert box columns heavily emphasized you know, just quick observation. This is when uh, the, the somewhat now infamous article about you only need to test with five users was published. So this was very much what was going on, but, but learning the Six Sigma about what are your outcome measures, Thinking about experimental design, I thought, wow, this really should be applied to what we're doing here in user uh, usability testing and human factors. Well, then, of course, the dot-com happened. I had professional training a couple of years at GE. Um, I worked at a number of uh, a startup uh, that, that was all sorts of acquisitions that happened in Chicago, but this is the dot-com. Things went up. So if you had any background in user interface, information architecture, it was a goldmine. People were just coming after you. So it was great. You, you, you know, the company went public. You were all excited about the stock options, thought you were going to retire. And then it all went to zero when the company went bankrupt. You lost your job. But three years of training, getting to it was in an agency environment that the startup was uh, at the time in Chicago for three years. And I then went on to work for um, Intuit, uh, back traditional software companies, and then PeopleSoft, and then almost 10 years at PeopleSoft and, and Oracle after that as well. And in those stints, what I was particularly focusing on and, and learning as much as I could was applying measurement to a traditionally qualitative field that didn't have a lot of rigorous questions about how do you measure, how do you quantify 
usability and then user experience. How do you determine the sample size like we did when we learned about it in Six Sigma? How do you do the statistical calculations? And when you talk to a lot of people in the field, they would say, we don't know. We just we, we don't do that. We don't add, we, we keep things qualitative so we don't have to answer those difficult questions that people in market research are asking about sample size. But um, I found there were a handful of people out there in the industry that were publishing. One was Jim Lewis um, at the time, and I just gave him, he was at IBM. I called him up. I said, hey, I see you've written a lot about sample size and statistical calculations. Have you looked at this? Have you looked at that? And it started a good professional relationship. I was at Oracle. He was at IBM. And I was doing a, a lot of statistical measurement at um, Oracle um, and, and, and Intuit. But I realized these large organizations only had so much need for large systematic measurement is still a lot of classic formative evaluation. And so I realized, boy, this would be something I want to do full time. I love the measurement. I love the evaluation. I'm, if I'm going to want to do this full time, I'm going to have to start my own company. And at the time, I started writing um, what was called the measuring usability article, things that I was exploring and finding out with Jim Lewis. I wanted to get up there so people can see, get feedback on, see what other, how other people are approaching this. Got to really meet a lot of folks. And that turned into a, a lot of opportunities to speak. And meet folks and I realized I think I can do this went on my own started um, our company measuring you and we've had employees now for over 10 years and so it's um, it's been quite a bit uh, quite an adventure yeah it's exciting and I know everything that you offer so anyone that's thinking of getting into user experience there's so much knowledge out there that you offer and I really think that that's another common question that I always get is okay so okay great I understand that there is kind of a non-traditional path a lot of times to get into user experience. Yeah. Now, if I'm going to embark and I really want to focus on this is going to be my career, are there any words of advice that you typically will bestow on someone like, hey, yeah, you should do this? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good question. And we uh, we have a decent sized research team here at Measuring You, a dozen plus researchers. So we're, we're, we're constantly evaluating and um, and interviewing and hiring and training internally and externally. And we have the opportunity to see candidates who know very little or nothing about the field and some that know a lot about it. And the recommendations I'm gonna give is based upon our experience sort of broadly from training and also from our hiring. And what really differentiates people, uh, sort of candidates, if you wanna get that job, uh, just it's a handful of things. Number one, know the history, understand where UX came from its its roots in psychology and engineering and design and human factors. And there's a number of books on that. If you're even familiar with a handful of those common books, by uh, like I mentioned, Jacob Nielsen and Don Norman, get to know some of the lingo. If you know what a prototype, a persona, an affordance, what is design thinking, what, you know, what is the uh, what is a journey map. We every industry has its own jargon. If, if when you're training and you hire somebody. The first three to six months sometimes is just, what does this term mean? What does that term mean? And of course, there's business terms, but there's all these specific UX terms. But you put yourself a leg ahead if you know what those really mean and actually have actually done those methods mm -hmm. as well. I think understand some of those fundamental concepts. Number three, um, what are the fundamental concepts of user research? It's really an early focus on users and tasks iterative design and empirical measurement. And this has been talked about since the 1980s. There's a handful of key articles that talk about that. Um, if you can master, you know, understanding the methods and the terms of one thing, two, just getting a little bit of experience. Having run just one usability test with 10 participants will differentiate you from so many people because you'll know what's involved in seeing people that are doing things that you didn't expect, interacting, collecting that data and synthesizing that. That 
is a learning experience for you to see if this is something you want to do. It helps differentiate you from, from candidates, but also learn the roles. There's a, there's a, a, a very much a distinction between designing uh, and research, and, and now what we're, we're often seeing between UX research ops. Those are distinct uh, uh, jobs with a distinct type of, um, uh, of roles and training and, and particular um, behaviors and skills that you're going to have in each of those. And so we're, we don't do a lot of design at Measuring You. We do a lot of research. And so if people who have like a portfolio and talk a lot about design um, and the design experience and then are applying to a UX research job, to us that say like, all right, are, is, are, do you, do you want to go into UX research or do you understand even the distinction between those particular roles? I think that's important, understanding how those break out. And of course, get to know some of the pivotal people. Um, reach out. There's a lot of folks out there that, that, that regularly publish. Ask them, shoot them a quick question. I try and answer them. Jim Lewis and I here at Measuring, we try and answer those whenever possible. But read the journals and publications, uh, things that are published in the journal usability studies. It's much more uh, approachable than maybe some of the traditional papers like that you would get out of the the CHI proceedings, um, like I mentioned, some of those books out there. And um, don't feel like you need an advanced degree uh, to get into the field. Well, more than typically from the surveys that we do for the User Experience Professionals Association, we see about more than half of people do have an advanced degree, but a little less than half don't. You don't. I started out um, without um, my advanced degree. I had a, ba a bachelor's, then I went back to back and got the master's, then my PhD after I realized this is exactly what I want to do. I want to focus in that. But a lot of people feel like they need to go back to get their master's um, and maybe, but getting a little bit of professional experience the practice is really gonna help differentiate and get you the, the sort of experience you need to see if this is what you wanna do. Yeah, some great advice. I mean, I, I totally agree. Why spend all the time and effort if you're not 100% sure this is what you wanna do? And then if you do exactly the same kind of situation, if you find out what you like, it's never too late to go back and then explore right, right. more. Especially yeah. nowadays, where especially it's, really it's so much easier now than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago when I tried to do it. It's you have to leave in the middle of the day, physical campuses, there just wasn't Zooms. But now it's, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of universities are, are online anyway. So you just flip it onto a Zoom anyway. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and explaining your story. Where's the best place for people to find out more about you? Yeah, come to measuringyou.com. We publish articles every week. We're also um, on Twitter at, at Measuring You as well. We, we put out things out on LinkedIn um, as well. And you can follow us uh, at Measuring You where we uh, put, out, put out weekly original articles. Some we go really deep original research online, measuringyou.com. All right, perfect. Well, once again, Jeff, thanks for spending time today. Thank you, Mark.